What's up, everybody, and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Hey, my name is Tim Kroll, and I'm the co-host focused on the topic of leadership here on the B2B Made Simple podcast. We have an exciting conversation coming, so let's not waste any time and jump right in. Hey, welcome back. Oh my goodness. Not only do we have one guest today, we have two guests, which is a bonus. Uh, we get to hear from two individuals. And I think this is really, really awesome because we're, uh, this is part of the Lou Ever group. Uh, this is Lou and Sherry, and they have man, the list of certifications, the list of recommendations, their mentors, the people that they have learned from is a mile long. So let me just touch on a couple. People like Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, John Maxwell, Jack Hanfield. If you haven't recognized at least one name by now, you need to read more. I'm just going to say that you need to read more. Uh, because, man, if you look at it from that perspective, the amount of knowledge that they've consumed and been able to get and now can apply is incredible. I'm so thankful to have them on here. They're in their focus. Obviously, they do coaching, they do teaching and speaking, but it's really all around the importance of personal growth, how it impacts your influence as a leader. Today, we're going to talk about trust and influence. And in the green room, <laughs> Lou started talking about it. I was like, wait, 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 we got to save it for the recording. Uh, so, so guys, I am really, really thankful to have you guys here. It's an honor. Um, man, let's just jump into this because I know we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us, Tim. Man. Yeah, We're happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to be here, Tim. Yeah. So uh, we met uh, through, uh, I would almost call him a master connector through Luke. Yes. Um, yes. I'll tell you what, Luke is an incredible connector, incredible yes, networker. So I really appreciate that uh, about the introductions. I'm glad to get to know you guys. We had a couple of other phone calls and I was like, dude, you guys got to come on, be able to talk a little bit because we do a lot of conversations about leadership, leadership, teaching, learning, all of the different things that are going on. It's so complex. But today we're going to talk about trust and influence. But before we jump into the topic, we really want to look at, and I like hearing about your journeys. You know, like how did you come about to be, because it's those experiences, it's those stories, it's the path of hard knocks that got us mm -hmm. here that give us the ability to be able to talk about the power of trust, the power of influence and how all of that works together in leadership. Mm -hmm. yeah. so I'll let you, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. What's your journey like? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I can start with my, I'll start with Mike where my journey started. And then of course, where ours kind of melded together and then what mm. kind of culminated into really what our, we, we solidified our purpose and that we were doing the right thing. Yeah, Sherry could talk about that because it heavily involves her and an experience that, that she encountered that impacted both of us. And uh, just for, to get it out of the way for the listeners out there, Sherry and I are, are a married couple. Uh, <laughs> and so we, we actually started our first business in, in 2005, but, mm -hmm. but prior to that though, uh, for, for me before we ever met and when I was younger, to give you kind of an example of, of the kind of example that I had as a child, 
my mother as opposed to allowing me to listen to my own music in the car while she's dropping me off at my friend's house or school. It was, uh, no, I wasn't allowed to, it was John Maxwell tapes. It was <laughs> Tony Robbins tapes. It was uh, anytime that she'd find something uh, as a young person, as a youth, you know, middle school, she's like, you've got to go take this, this course that Zig Ziglar's putting out for, uh, for, for, you know, for, for young leaders. And so whatever it was, is that was, I, I was very blessed to have that as a, as, as an exposure um, and then throughout my life uh, and my career, you know, have you ever done those tests in, in high school where you take a career test where it tells oh. you what your best careers you'd be good at, whatever, yeah, yeah, however yeah. they figure that out as a, a teenager. I don't know how they figure that out as a teenager, but they do. <laughs> and it always came through that every role that I had ended up being in leadership roles of some kind, right? Executive leadership. Uh, then it was like coaching and training. And, mm. But my, my path took all different twists and turns, but I, I've held <laughs> over the last 30 years, I've held uh, some pretty solid um, leadership roles at the executive level, corporate level, and even right from the front line. So I had to move my way up. Mm. Um, and man, we can get into some of the lessons I've learned over the years on that stuff. But well, there's uh, going to be tons of them. Are you willing, yeah. I was going to say, are you willing to give away your age? Do you listen to tapes, eight tracks or CDs? <laughs> and that's going to give away your age. I don't know if you're willing to do that or not. Yeah, I'm 47. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Gives so it away, were, doesn't it? Those, those were CD, or no, no, those would have been tapes. Actually, those are cassette tapes. Yes, yep, exactly. Yes, I still have them yeah. up on my shelf there, so it tells you how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's why I say I always put say tapes. I'm like, wait, tapes? Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah cassette. Yeah, some people don't know what those are, but yeah, they were the right. old version of what you're dealing with, not MP3. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah no. It's, it, yeah. You know, it's interesting too. You talk about those twists and turns. Um, Napoleon Hill called it. A fidgetiness. And it sounds like that's kind of what you experience. I'm sure we're probably going to dive into some of that, but there's a certain kind of fidgetiness that happens inside of a leader who's also got the entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, it sounds like with twists and turns, it sounds exactly the path that you were on. Agreed. That is that's 100% true. Uh, Napoleon Hill, one of my favorites, but yeah, that, that's exactly true. And it's just like anything else, right? There's no straight line to the top. It's not oh, exactly as he said, it's a uh, you know, it's jaggedy. It's, yep, it's, yep. you feel edgy all the time. And, and, and as a, as a leader, you want to make change. You want to be the forefronter of, of change and transformation. Mm. And sometimes it's very difficult to make that happen, uh, which yeah. is, uh, which is inevitably why we decided we've got to share what we know mm. that works with, with the world because of those experiences and hitting brick walls, trying to figure, trying to get those changes and transformations yeah. to really happen, especially transforming from the old, you know, the old seventies playbook of capitalist leadership into really where we are today. <laughs> right, right. Right. That top down. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, yeah I got it. Totally exactly. Got it. All right. So Sherry, your turn. Yeah, like, yeah. How did you come into the picture? I mean, it sounds like we got a real quick synopsis there with Lou, but uh, where did you come in? Yeah. So with, with me, I remember my, my mom always tell, shares this story with me and, and whoever else can listen to it is, uh, you know, here I was in the neighborhood. I was the littlest one out of all of them. And here I was, uh, you know, telling them what to do and what game we're going to do. And <laughs> She still does that. Here too. Yeah. It hasn't changed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I definitely had, uh, you know, some characteristics uh, of being in that leadership type role. Um, and then throughout my life, I've, you know, I've been very fortunate to be fell naturally in type of uh, influential roles, as well, I like to say. And I mean, we use mm -hmm. leadership a lot and leader, but 
take that out of the equation, you're still using your influence. And there was something mm -hmm. about it that people gravitated towards me. People were always looked at me for maybe an answer or, you know, and I was always willing to help anyway. So it was a very natural for me to be in that type of role. Um, so as I got older, I leaned into it even more. Uh, and then it led into uh, really from 2018, if we want to get into it, uh, to how it meshed, you know, between the two of us mm. uh, in August of 2018, you know, I was in the ICU in the burn center uh, in, for 10 days with a rare disease. Mm. And we weren't sure if I was going to live or die. Uh, it was a pretty dire situation. Uh, thankfully, with the good doctors here in North Carolina, I uh, was able to, you know, survive with very minimal damages. Um, but what, what was happening was that my body was so type uh, uh, broken down, worn down, I guess you could say, uh, and that all my good mucous membranes uh, were being attacked. And it, uh, my body was just, you know, revolting, and I was burning from the inside out. Uh, and the reason we share this story out is because it really was a pivotal, pivotal moment for us, which we were already, you know, building our business anyway, and then mm -hmm. leadership space, effective communication. But this was a pivotal moment because um, prior to this, I was in a work environment that was very high stressful, very high crash and burn sales oriented, which that wasn't the issue. It was really the expectations of working 70 plus hours a week, uh, even verbal abuse. So it really really eroded the culture and turned into a very, very toxic, toxic work environment. Mm -hmm. uh, and everybody, uh, my teammates were getting sick constantly. So it really kind of stemmed from there. And I take full accountability for pushing forward and keep moving past those red flags. Uh, and, and, but you know what, your body's like, eh, eh, you know, and it just unfortunately wore me so down that I was in that dire situation. Well, so that was your catalyst. That was your, that yeah, was the right. moment, yeah. right? That was the, that yeah. was that moment where we yeah. said, what well, we're doing is the right thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we were transitioning completely out of the corporate world at that time. We we're still mm -hmm. in that full transition. I had, uh, Sherry had already, we had already kind of made plans this direction and she was already at, at her kind of at the brink, but um, because we had built this up to, to something big where we needed to take our, our time to focus on, on really making a change. And that just really, really solidified that what we were doing is necessary. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I wish, I really, truly wish I could say that your story is an uncommon story. It's not, right. it's not, it's not it, but unfortunately, yeah. as I talk to business owners and we talk to other leaders and we talk to influential people, the yeah. story that you're sharing mm -hmm. is common. Yeah. Yep. Because we, yeah, because we don't, we don't take care of ourselves. We don't, I mean, like, and, and the interesting thing is, it's funny, as I coach individuals, the one, the one statement that I've said, and I, I know as soon as I say this, you're going to be like, that's exactly it. They say that the, the line that separates the path from success to the path to nervous breakdown is razor thin. And yeah. it's so easy as you're going down that path to just step a little bit over, you kind of slowly fade into that nervous breakdown. And unless you recognize those symptoms, unless you recognize it, you end up, like you said, it's all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're in the hospital. One of the friends of mine that uh, I was talking with, he actually 30 days of total solitude in a monastery just to recover from that nervous breakdown. Wow. Oh, I've so heard it's, of that. Yeah, wow. it's, 
when you guys, I mean, like you're striking a nerve. So like what you're saying there, yes. and if we can yeah. help somebody just not go down that path, please, right. please, please listen, because you're going to see the symptoms. You're going to feel them. You make the choice to keep going. Then you pay the price, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Yeah. Right. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, can you is. speak, can you speak a little bit more to that? Like, did you, yeah. I'm assuming that you actually saw the heard, felt the signs, you saw the signs, but you kind of made the decision to just keep going. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of a warning. We'll get into like the main topic here, but that's, this is really an important thing. I think. I think it's important for us to emphasize Mm. that Mm. while we all make choices and to, to stay in situations like this, the toxic environments, whatever it might be. um, But we knew, we knew uh, about this company. I was actually, I was in I was at the executive level in this company for a while too. And so there was this, we understanding we knew that this is the, this is was the environment that they had created this culture they had created in this particular department and uh sherry had and you can talk on this too but because of our background and our experience it was uh it was like sherry was was more into let, let me focus on the people and the bottom line will come right that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to let, let's influence the people on my team to want to follow me and follow what I, what I'm out and putting out there because of who I am and really focus on that piece of it so that we can, we can see results. Now, of course that takes time, doesn't it? It really mm-hmm. takes time to really build up a solid team where they where, where everyone is working well together. They're influencing one another in a positive way. Unfortunately, so many companies today don't want to take that time. It would be, yeah. it's more of a, what we call a microwave leader instead of a crock pot, <laughs> yeah. right? We want, they want it, yep. they want it like this. They want it now. And that, that results in things like, like that toxicity, that, that toxic culture, the mistrust that people begin to have in leadership because of that type of approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom line is important. Okay. The reality of it is, is any company in any business. And I tell anybody this, listen, yeah, you, have result, to have goals, yep. you have to have results, right? You've yep. got to get from here to where you intend to be. That exists, but how do you, how you do that is going to make or break you as a company, not just maybe as a company, but the reputation that you would have and, and the trust that you would actually implicit upon your, upon the people that follow you. Yep. Right. So what were the signs, Sherry? (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, really, wow. (laughs) Sunday night when your stomach hurts and you know, you're going to bed and you feel sick already. Yes. I mean, I can give the symptoms that she was having because she was talking. I had to li- I've lived with this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. When you're living in the moment, you, it's like you don't have the level of awareness that yep. you should mm-hmm. um, until you step back and you're like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't I see that? Or if you have, like, I was fortunate, you know, to have Lou, in, you know, in my life and, mm-hmm. and he could see it from the outside perspective. Uh, of like, listen, like you're getting sick or, you know, you're, you're feeling anxious and, you know, or, or even, you know, crying in your car before your even shift starts or having a breakdown, you know, at lunchtime and trying to get away. Right. You know, it's that constant, like, you know, pit, the, the pit in your stomach, you know, it's that Mm -hmm. knot uh, of feeling, feeling nauseous, you know, that that was really, really it. If you ever have a cold that never goes away. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a very good physical indicator that something's going to get worse. Yep. And that's what happened to Sherry. She caught a cold mm-hmm. and a cold wasn't going away. And then it turned into pneumonia. And then it turned into this, this crazy, what I call walking dead situation. And that's what she looked like because oh, of it. Um, it. It was um, very catastrophic. Um, wow. So those symptoms are not to be ignored. 
And I know sometimes it's difficult. It's like, well, I need money. I need a job. Well, and, and men, that. men especially, it's like, dude, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to just keep taking it on. Right. And I, I know for me personally, I had a breakdown. It was more of a physical outrage kind of a breakdown uh, where it was just like I was beating the crap out of a garage door kind of a situation. <laughs> sure. So that was my breakdown. So I guarantee sure. there's people out there like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had that. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anxiety medication when you didn't never needed it before. Yep. Yep. But I was on anxiety medication for the, you know, for an entire stint, uh, four years that I was with a specific company. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and, but didn't think about it. Like, oh, well, maybe it's just because of this and that. Yep. Uh, but then the, literally, literally the moment that I walked out the door my last day, huh. I didn't need it anymore. That's a amazing. perfect example of what I'm talking about here, right? It's yep. uh, and unfortunately, you're dispensable. The company yeah. is while they say, yeah, that's what you got to be careful of. And I just reach out to any leader just to make sure that what you say, you really make sure that how you say it and how your approaches with your people, that they believe what you're saying. Yep. Because it's gonna it'll change your culture to a way to, that of trust, right? Yeah, let's jump into that because that's a great transition. It's trust and how that influence and how it applies to leadership. Let's jump right into that because I know that's yeah. what you're probably dying to talk about. You're just like, let's go. <laughs> it, all, it, it, all, it, all, it all breaks together. Yeah, it does. It together. does. Yeah. 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 See, the biggest thing with it, within our, our experience in the four and a half decades together and being in type of different roles uh, and plus our certifications behind that is that trust is is such an underlying factor, mm -hmm. right? And if the trust is not there, things are going to crumble. And we've seen it on the great side where trust is, is immaculate right, and right. trust is, is, you know, going smoothly. It's a, and it trust goes on both sides too. It's, it's a yep. two way street. It's not just, you know, the leader, it's not just the employees. So there is a two way street. And then now, unfortunately, we've been on the flip side of where trust is where micromanaging comes in to the extreme. Now there's just, yeah. there's a touch of micromanaging mm -hmm. that needs to happen. There's a place and time. For exactly. It. There's a well, time I would place. actually call that accountability rather than micromanaging. Yeah. I mean, it's like, right. really you have to have some accountability in place. So, right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you get to a point where like, it's micro you know, accountability. It's, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't trust your employees. Yeah, you don't trust your employees. Yeah. You know, it feels like a prison. It feels like you're suffocated. It feels like, can I raise my hand to go to the bathroom? You feel like you're in kindergarten and you yep. can't even say boo without having the magic fairy and saying, yes, you may go. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the that whole pass. Suffocation. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's that suffocation that is so common, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we look at a blind eye, but not this time, man. COVID has really spun people in a, in a tizzy for, for the greater good, mm -hmm. you know, to really empower people to be like, I'm not tolerating this anymore. And once they took a step back, once they realized their time was precious, now their family, they're living back mm -hmm. in their homes. And it's like, wow. Transition. Yeah. yeah transition. Like that's what my family looks like. That's this is what my home looks like. You mm -hmm. know? So yeah, a lot of awakening at that. Yeah. And on a flip side, Tim, mm -hmm. um, from the leadership perspective, right. I, I've been in executive leadership roles over the years and, from, and I've made these mistakes where I believed and I felt that my my team should trust me. The people that I led should trust me because I felt that I was relaying that well enough. But this is this is the fact from the leader from a leader to a leader. So anyone who's listening, I'm speaking to you as a leader to a leader, that I fully understand the 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 challenges that it that it what the challenges are there with making sure that the people that you lead do trust you. And also the challenge to be able to influence them in a positive way, while maybe you're in a situation where you're, you're the influence that you're getting from the top is not really what you, 
how you want to be as a leader. So there's that challenge there, right? But here's, it's a very simple concept when you really think about it. Because I'm, I'm the, I'm, I, I, the situation with me is I, re, I remember very clearly that I got this phone call from um, a manager of a department that I was leading. And uh, she had said, I want to talk to you about something um, that, that, that the team had mentioned to me that I want to relay back to you. Uh, and I had worked with her for quite some time. And so she knew me very well. But there was this aura of that they weren't sure if I trusted them and, and they really didn't feel like they could trust me. And at that moment, I had this awakening. First, in my in my stomach, I'm like, "What did I not do hmm. that would uh, that, that that did not give this? I want to make sure that they know this about me and how I really feel about them and the value that they have uh, for me." But I realized, and the first thing I said to her is like, "Wow, uh, first of all, thank you for telling me this." Okay, because I and I'll tell you though, previous to that, you know, another mistake I've made before is. That's happened to me previously on something uh, on another occasion, but it wasn't on trust. It was when I was younger. A younger leader was more about, you know, just not listening to my yeah. employees, right? Yep. And and of course, I probably wasn't. Actually, I know I wasn't. And that was mm-hmm. and, and at that point, I was like, well, listen, if if you if you just if you don't do, you know, if you don't do what I ask you to do, then you don't have to be here. That was my that was my approach. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? my approach ended up with, I had solid team members leaving my team and leaving mm. the company. That is not what we want. So going back to that one, where first thing I did was let's, well, then let's get everybody together. I got to, we got to talk to everybody. Let's rebuild this trust. Make, and it came down to, I wasn't saying it in the right way. I wasn't portraying it enough to them to make them feel like I trusted them, which in turn causes them to trust me. If I, if you trust your employees, they're going to trust you too. Uh, and it's all a matter of making sure that they're fully aware of that, not just by one survey a year. It doesn't work that way. Okay, it doesn't work that way. And so building that trust uh, is, is a two-way street. But from the leadership perspective, I want to make sure we give, give it equal value here. From the employee perspective, as Sherry mentioned, happens all the time. But from the leadership perspective, it is a challenge. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's imperative for us to be intentional, be very intentional about how it is that we communicate our trust and communicate how we want um, we want to keep connected to those that we lead. Okay, so let's unpack some of this stuff. If you guys are cool with unpacking some of this, yeah, right? let's do it. All right. So at the beginning, we talked about trust and influence. Is it safe to say that trust will directly give you the amount of influence as the amount of trust? So in other words, trust is influence. Well, yeah, yes and no. Okay, okay. Uh, leadership is influence. Right. Right. But Leadership amount- is influence. That's all it is. Right. And it's, but it's built upon multiple foundations. Right. Because influence can be done in, in one of two ways, positive or negative. Right. I can sit here and name people in your mind right now, famous people, leaders in the world. And you can tell me right away if they're positive or negative. If I say Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Well, heck, he was absolutely a positive influencer, positive leader. He didn't even have the title as a leader. I was given to him later, right? I mean, he was right. because he influenced people to want to follow him because of who he was and how he was and how he influenced people. Then I give you another name, Adolf Hitler. Big difference. So you see, you see where I'm going here with this is that your influence as a leader, what, how you use that influence, even if you're not even in a leadership position, our influence, depending on how it's directed, will draw people to us or away from us. And it's not a manipulation. It is about using our influence in a positive way that actually brings the results that we want to bring about. Uh If you want people to listen to you, 
then influence them in a way that's going to cause them to want to listen to you and want to follow you. If you want them, if you want to force them to follow you, then influence them in a way that they have to follow you because they don't (laughs) want to get fired. Okay. Which one is better? Right. Well, that part of influence, I would kind of lean more towards the manipulation where they have to follow. That's more in manipulation. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you don't do this, I mean, you just know consequences, even if they don't come right out and say it. Okay. Don't be the sneaky leader. Yep. That just put that, that that goes in and plays the office politics and sends out responses to emails from those uh-huh. that you lead in a way that's going to save your tail, but does not give value or add feedback right. to them. That is not what leadership is. Okay. That is not, you're in a leadership position, but you're a boss. You're not a leader mm. at that level. Big yeah. difference. Right. Um, and so that, so to answer your question, trust plays a major part in the influence Okay, that is like that. There's a same. I call that's why I, I I make every analogy into food because I love food so much, <laughs> right? So, I mean, sandwiches have layers, right? If you make, make you know, have layers and make. If you want the layers to be, uh, you want it to be uh, a then that's one of the layers, right? Trust is one of the layers of influence when it comes down to doing it in a positive way to bring out the results you want. Yeah, it's kind of interesting though because you have to have. I don't know. What would you say? You have to have bread in order to have a sandwich. You have to have the meat in order. I mean, you probably pick something and somebody's going like, no, I don't need that for a sandwich. But there's the element in order to make a sandwich, you have to have trust, period. That's just how it is. It's got to be in there, period. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and technically, if you look up the traditional term sandwich, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> there is some type of bread involved, right? See, there we go. We got some and kind usually of bread. two pieces. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but, but you're right. Like even in the, in the analytical perspective, anything has layers to it. Yeah. And you can certainly do it in multiple different fashions, but it still has the layers. Right. Uh, You know, there's there's not coming across and we're the same way there. It's you know what we do, what we do, Sherry and I do and how uh, and our method, our empowerment method and how we train and how we coach is is a way, not the way. Right. With things that we've learned over the years and implemented that work Mm -hmm. to help people skip the line, so to speak, to be able to see what really works. Right. But it's a way, not the way. So as a leader, your way is not always the way. You need the people around you to help you with other ways. How do I, how else can I make this sandwich? Right. Right. Um, and, and that's, and that's really the biggest part. So leadership is influence. Trust has a big part in influence, right? The people trust you. They're going to listen to you. Which will reflect the bottom line and then productivity. So there's all the way around. Okay. So, all right. So let's get practical in the aspect. How do we build trust? And it, it, originally it sounded like as you were kind of talking and I'm going to pull two out and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, but it sounded like there's two specific things that were ne- necessary for building trust. Number one, it's how you talk, the words that you say, that, that kind of interaction, actually the verbal. But then the second part of that was also the actions, what you do. So what you say and what you do are the two key elements to build trust. But I'm saying that just because I'm pulling out of what you said, that may not be what you say. So I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. That's a that's hundred percent accurate. Damn, I got it. Hundred percent accurate, Tim. You're such a good listener, yeah, Tim. Yes, yes. yes. That's a number three. Good listener. Yeah. Well, you know, you're right, and it wraps right into those things, right? Uh, communication. Yep. How you communicate, and here and here's the interesting. So you're hundred percent accurate on that. It's it's not just what you say, but it's the action that you take to back up what you say. People, you think about anyone else in your life that you trust. Those are the two main factors, right? It's it's mm-hmm. about how they, and, and you influence one another, like a husband and wife, Sherry and I, we influence one another in a way that that we know the value of each other, 
we know their strengths. We know each other's weaknesses. We know what, how, how each other communicates our styles, mm. like invest in your people. Like you do any relationship. And there's uh, and uh, we have an empowerment method that has 10 principles in it. We don't have a lot of time to go through all that, but one, a couple of parts in that we mentioned in here is first of all, we talked in the very beginning about our, about Sherry's story and our story. I love that little trailer though, because you got 10 principles and we're not going to give them. So you have to look up your website, got to yes. follow, you got to find that way you can find the 10 principles. There's your hook. Yeah. Boom. You got it. Thanks, <laughs> Tim. I didn't even have to say it. You did it. But yeah. Right, so what, that's what would what be one or two of those that apply here? Yeah. Yes. Number one. Well, the very first principle uh, and, and we, the, the empowerment system starts with an M, not E. So empowerment with an M with 10 letters. Uh, we took out the E because M is more important because it starts with you and ends with you. So that's the me principle. As a leader, it starts with you and ends with you. I didn't say it's all about you. So don't get confused here. I've, I've said this before. Like, well, wait a minute. I don't think it's supposed to be all about us. All right. It's not what I said. Right. I said right. M is the me principle. It starts with you and ends with you as a leader. Mm-hmm. right? The results start with you. The results end with you. So don't take it as a, as a buffet line and pick at what you want to eat. No, you've got to go and be, as a leader, you take the responsibility and burden to make sure you lead the people effectively with influence. Everybody, not just one person. So that, that's, that's one method that, that that's yeah, so one I was of going our... through and I was counting if it's EMP, that's 11 letters. So I don't know how you got 10. <laughs> so now it makes sense. You eliminate the E first, then we start with the M and yeah. now we've got empowerment. I got it. I got yes. it. So you're going to have to look up to get the rest of them. That's the, that's our little yes. teaser. So they've got to right. come to your site to see yep. the rest of them. Yep. Um, all right. So on these three things. Okay. So if people say, yeah, I get that. I know that's about what I say. I know that's about what I do, but <sighs> Like I've been doing this for a long time. I've been trying to lead. I thought I had trust. And then, like you said, occasionally somebody will have like a, like, I, I forgot if it was a, a yourselves or if it was an example, but you said, basically somebody came to them and said, I don't know if you trust us. Therefore, we don't know if we trust you. Like that's a wake up call. So mm-hmm. at that point in time, it's like, how, how do we know what we're saying? What are, what are some practical applications of what we say, how we communicate and what we do? How do we, how do we put the rubber where it meets the road per se? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you definitely have to be where your people are you yeah know meet I mean? them meet them where meet, they are meet them yeah. where they are that that's something that i have learned um in my journey is definitely meet meet the people where they are and what does that mean though does it mean like i have to actually right. go to their house am i gonna yeah, go yeah. walk the dog with them or what does that mean that's meet true. them where they are well it's all about approach right and, and so here's here's the biggest challenge in leadership is that when we when with leadership positions we get in a certain position and we create this distance Mm. It's invisible distance between us and those that we lead. Yeah, you might have managers that are supposed to do that. I did. I managed a department with almost 500 people. There's managers that manage all those different departments and people. However, meeting them where they are means very simply, hey, what can I do to show myself to them as who I am and always be available, especially to the managers that you lead, those supervisors, those directors that you lead. They're the mouthpiece. Mm. So I'll give you an example of what I used to do. I worked for a, I worked for an adult education school, and I was an executive director for that school, and it was multiple campuses. So what I did, it was a campus. Now, mind you, and I was over the education area of, of, this, of this school. And so what, what I would do is I would periodically, every couple of months, I would go and I would visit one of these campuses. Now, mind you, I was probably six, seven, eight steps, quote, unquote, above them. Mm-hmm. But by going there, 
and just talking amongst everybody, giving them props for their hard work, letting them know what's going on in the department. Those types of things, even though it took extra time, it took some resources, it, it can completely keep the culture where you want the culture to be. Mm-hmm. And what that results in things like this, having somebody come to you, and this has happened to me, having one of your employees come to you and came, came to me specifically and says, I want to just tell you something. I, I love coming to work mm. and I love working with you. You make me want to work. Mm. Like, I feel like I want to work. Now, who doesn't want that, Tim? Yeah, all for sure. <laughs> what leader doesn't want that for their department and their team? Purpose rather than to... passion. Yep. Yes. And, and those people, they'll do more. Your people that you leave will do more than you expect them to do because they want to, they want to follow you. They believe in you. They trust in you. You've mm-hmm. influenced them in a way, in a positive way that they know that whatever they need, you're going to help them with and all these other things. But, but they also know the bottom line, but not in a way that I had to know it as a leader. Right, right. right? I was yeah. told you got a bottom line. You got to get these numbers, da, 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 which is my role. I took that role. Yep, and that's yep. okay. Right? That's, but that's not, that's not, that's, while that's their responsibility to those that I lead, that's not how I should present that to them. Mm-hmm. Their, their, their purpose for hitting those metrics in the bottom line is different than mine. Mm-hmm. I need to identify what that difference is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's going to drive them. Right. Yep. And then yep. feed that drive. Yep. Mm-hmm. So meeting them where they are. What, what else do we have? I, I, I don't know if you guys are holding back or not, but is there <laughs> any more than besides just meet them where they're at? <laughs> well, well, meet them where they are. I mean, that's number one. Cause main, the biggest question was, okay, how do we, how do we implement that? Like, how do we yeah. make them? Mm-hmm. And number two, and this is another, I'm going to squeeze this in another, another, uh, um, another one of the part of our empowerment system. <laughs> I can sneak another one in. <laughs> Surprise! That's <laughs> right. It's ego. Okay. Ego. Yeah. ego. So all the ten principles, as we, as you guys, as anyone, any listeners out there connect with us, you'll see that what those are um, is all of those together. So I put the, we put together all ten that that you can do to make what we're talking about effective. Mm, okay. one, of those, one of those specifically is ego. Mm-hmm. Now we all have an ego. We need it. Right. Okay, that's what gives us self-confidence, and there's self-drive. A time, right, and there's a time and a place for ego, too. You know, mm-hmm. there's the extremes with this, but we're taking ego in the positive sense here. Right. You know, we're, we're making sure that it is in line with the, the your mission, your values, your core, um, and not get your ego so inflated that it's all about you and not about you Not know, about them. Not about them. Yeah, yeah, for me, the word is ambition rather than ego. That's just the way I relate to it. So I think sure. you're probably, you're probably using that kind of a, I mean, words are really powerful, but yet the problem is yeah. with English language, sometimes they take on two, three, four, five means. Yeah. And so what, what it means to one person in one part of the country. So I love the fact that you guys are actually defining ego and using it as this positive aspect rather than just uh, what everybody assumes ego might be. That's right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's very common, right? Because you're right. Because it's a very common word. People know it, mm. but uh, but it is. It's about the overinflation. You know, look, you didn't get there as a leader by yourself. Hundred percent. You know, you can't. You, you, we just didn't get there as by ourselves. So yep. when you're there in that position, why do you act like that then? 
Why do you why do you act like I actually that? love that you're saying this? I actually did a complete podcast on the fallacy of self-made. That was my <laughs> title, the fallacy of self-made. Perfect. And, and I, all I, the I time I'm like, oh my yeah. goodness, people, you are not self-made. But I, right. I love where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah. No such thing as a self-made millionaire, Mike. Yeah. There's no way. There's no yeah. way. You needed people to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's and as a leader, it's the same way. You, you need the people. If you didn't have the people there to lead and you lead it and they weren't there to fulfill the purpose of your role, then mm-hmm. you then you have no purpose. You don't need to be a leader. Why do they put you in that role if there was nobody there? Listen, one person cannot make a decision for 500 people. (laughs) But 500 people can help you make a decision for 500 people. You see, there's there's that power in numbers. That's where we say meet them where they are. Listen, when when you're at the office, you've got to do the game. You've got to be, you're in a position, you're in a role of very importance. You've got to report. I reported to the COO in in one of my roles. And that was just, you know, that's right there. And, And so- Yes, you've got to do that. You've got to make sure your metrics are there. That's your role. But my my responsibility is to make sure that the people that follow me or that, that are on my team, that they want to follow me so that the mission is across. They trust me. That influence is happening to where mm. everything happens. And then I can bring that back and say, look what my people have done. Yeah. So awesome. it's not about us. It's about them. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So we're going to have to start wrapping it down. Um, and I know for a fact that you guys have a lot more in your brain. I'd love to unpack some more of it, but just for the hook, the teaser, you got to yeah. go to their website, uh, loueverettgroup.com. We'll probably say it again here at the end, but, and you have a Facebook page, you got a LinkedIn group, you've got Instagram. So you've got multiple ways to connect and that will definitely be in the notes. Uh, but let's just, just, kind of recap real quick. Number one is trust is the absolute bread of the sandwich. That's what I got. Is that right? I love it. The bread. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Trust is the bread of the sandwich. I love but it. It's, it's absolutely key when you're trying to influence and be a leader. You have to have the trust. You gain the trust through what you say, what you do, and then by listening. Those are the three. And then the how do I actually do that? There was two components. Meet them where they're at. And then this whole aspect of ego in the positive way. So I, that was your quick summary. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's what everybody else gained out of it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there, yeah. And there's your appetizer, Tim. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So cool. Now, if somebody was listening, they're like, dude, okay, we had that. The guy talked about, it. we got a summary. We got this. We got I, I, I need one thing. I need to walk away with one thing. What would one thing, if, if they are listening and they didn't hear anything else that you said today, or I said, or anybody said, what would be the one thing? So just take a second. What would be the one thing that they need to put down in their notes, right in their journal, wherever it is? What's that one thing? Mm-hmm. From my perspective, it's, it starts with you. Mm-hmm. Starts with you, you know, and that, and that means developing yourself too. I was say personal development. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you guys are actually going to give me the same answer. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> so it all comes down to personal development. And I it, got it really you. does. It yeah. really does. Because if you can't, tra- I mean, you got to lead yourself before you can leave anybody at lead anybody else. And it mm-hmm. has to start with you. And it all go- goes back to that me mm-hmm. principle. You know, personal development is key. Pick up a mm-hmm. book and then don't just do a shelf help, actually apply it right. and yep. then do teach it. it and then turn it and turn around and teach, teach it, to some- it. Teach it someone else. Oh, That's I, how I love that statement. Yeah. Because when you yeah. teach, you learn so much more. It's amazing. Right. All of a sudden, you yes. can think you know something and you go and teach it. And you're like, oh, I didn't know this at all. And then you learn yeah. it even better. Yep. That's exactly it. And yeah. developing other people. And like you got to multiply you know? that. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. multiplying leaders one at a time. Exactly. And that's what a just sort of leader's role is. Mm-hmm. It's to develop other leaders. That's what mm-hmm. we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so uh, that that's absolutely, um, you know, we, we, we can only we can only give the limit of our own growth. Right, Tim? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you you're wherever you are is all you can give. You can't give any more than that. So as a leader, you really want to give effectively to your team. 
and grow yourself first. Yeah, we could probably spend another hour on personal growth. That's one of my yes, we could. things. I'm just like, we could really go deep on that. All right, uh, two more questions. One, and uh, you might have two books just because with the two of you. What would be the number one book that you would recommend? Because you just, Sherry, you just talked about reading. I mean, I love the fact you do that. I got a whole bookshelf. I'm sure you guys do too. What would be one book that has to be on your bookshelf? Something you have to read. Well, for me, it was uh, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John Maxwell. It has completely transformed me, especially after my hospital incident. And that that is a good blueprint of to be intentional and the awareness and to really live your life into that personal development journey. That's what I I definitely recommend. I like let's breaking see, let's the rules. Let's see for the same. Let's see for the I same. like breaking the rules. So I'm going to give you two of them. <laughs> I, yeah. You know how many people break the rules? I like every guest on my podcast. Every one of them. Break the rules. They, they always like, oh, I got to give you two or three yeah. or four. <laughs> yeah. As a man thinketh, James mm-hmm. Allen. Mm-hmm. As a man thinketh, 26 pages of fury. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that right now. Um, it'll, it'll help your thinking. Uh and, um, you know, I'm going to go with another John Maxwell, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, hands down, a one of the best leadership books I've read. There are many. And I know there'll be some listeners. Oh, no, there's another one better. That's cool. Whatever it is that you're that, that you can connect to and that it brings about results, use it. Mm-hmm. That one brings about results. So I use it. Uh, so those are two that I that I will I will say at the moment. Um, which is very difficult for me to stick with too, but thank All right, you. Well, for- I'll tell you what, I'll give you one extra and then you guys can tell me, I don't know if you've read this one or not. Uh, Stephen Covey Jr. So the guy that wrote seven habits, his mm. son wrote a book called the speed of trust. Beautiful. Oh, nice. I have not had a chance to read that one yet. Ah. I've got to look at it. Thank you for that. Yeah, recommendation. Yeah. So I'm going to give you that recommendation because he talks about trust and you guys are all talking about trust. So I would add that to your list of maybe things to listen to or to read or whatever, but it Absolutely was, it was one of the most eye-opening books for myself when we talk about how to build trust, how to work with trust. And the fact that once trust is broken, how do you rebuild? Because I'm right. sure that's going to be another question that's going to come up. So, mm-hmm. all right. Awesome. Now, how can people get, I should ask, because we already gave a bunch of ways people can connect. What is what is your preferred way of people connecting with you? Website's great. Okay. LouEverGroup.com. That is a great way because there's every which way possible there to connect with us. There's an events page there. You can see our webinars. We actually have a webinar we're finishing up on this empowerment system. We've got two left. So register. It's no cost. Oh, so it's, um, it's of, even more. You know, give him way more stuff. Yeah, so, come on in and check. We'll give you. We'll give you a little. T- it's only thirty-five minutes each webinar, and two more left. Um, and it just gives you a little bit more. We talked about today, uh, but go to our website. You can, you can connect with us on on social and everything right from there too, um, okay. or just Google us because we're everywhere. Yeah, let me spell it out. So Lou is L O U. Yep. And then Everett is E-V-E-R-E-T-T. And then the group Correct. is G-R-O-U-P.com. So loueverettgroup.com. Obviously, it's going to be in the notes. If you have to go back to Spotify or wherever you're listening, it will be in there. The links will be in there. I'll also put the Facebook, the LinkedIn, the Instagram pages and things like that, that you guys, you guys can connect to. All right. Anything else that's burning in your heart? Like, dude, I got to just say this one thing I got to <laughs> say before he signs off. No, I mean, I just, just like you say, but uh, I'll see you say no, and then you go and say something. Yeah, yeah. See, well, you know me. That's how, you, you know me already. See, that's how I do. <laughs> on our website, though, on that events page, there is one thing we just put out. Matter of fact, um, you all might be the first ones to hear about this. 
we just put out, we've got masterminds on both topics. Leadership is a mastermind and a personal growth mastermind called Eight Invaluable Laws of Growth mm-hmm. and the 10 Principles of Influence on the Leadership Mastermind. So um, highly effective, but it's on our website. So just go there. Anything else, Sherry? I'll give you a chance. You can finish. I know, up. right? <laughs> <laughs> I think he said it all. I think he was. I, you know, I, I, yeah, he, he got it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to personally, it means a lot when somebody comes on the podcast and is real and genuine about some of the pain that they've walked through, some of the scars that you have, uh, step, stepping into the experience part of it and embracing that. And I, I personally want to say thank you for being real. And I, it means a lot to me. I mean, I know it means a lot to the audience. I know it makes an impact because when we can show that we all have scars, we all have experiences, we've all got the school of hard knocks, right. people don't feel so alone and they know right. that they can get, they have hope. So if you're in the middle of it, whether mm-hmm. you're realizing, oh, I've got these symptoms or you're laying in the hospital or you're about ready to break the door down, whatever your position is, just know that you're not alone because right. other people have gone through that. There's people there that can help. And, and I say this at every time, every time I end it, but I mean it. And I know because the people that I have on the same way, if something that we said has had an impact on you, even if you don't want to buy any of our crap, you don't want to buy anything, please reach out to us and just tell us that we made a difference. That yeah. alone means more to us than anything that we, we don't want your money. We just want to know that we've made an impact because that's what drives us. That's our purpose. That's what does that. That's why we do what we do. So I'm asking you to reach out, whether it's to me or to Lou, to Sherry, whomever, reach out to us because we want to know. Right. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Um, until next time, I'll see you guys. Thank you again, Lou, Sherry. appreciate you guys being on. We'll talk you again bet. probably probably pretty soon, actually. <laughs> you bet. Thank you, Tim. Great. Thank appreciate you so it. much, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say thanks again for joining into our conversation. You know, one of the things that I've seen across the board, whether you're a business leader, owner, entrepreneur, or even a leader, is the struggles that we go through and feeling like we're all alone. We've created a class, a workshop type class called MentorMind, where we meet for six months. In that six months, you were able to meet and talk with other people that are going through much of the same situation, same scenarios, same challenges, and it gives us a great way to be able to connect grow, support, and encourage each other. And if you've often felt like there's no one else that you can share with, let me invite you to MentorMind, where you can share some of the challenges, come up with solutions, and be able to live the best life that you have. We'll talk soon, guys.